G'day, g'day, this is Rita Joyen and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. Today's topic is about, well, the question that I received is how do I sell a spiritual product without being sleazy or salesy? How do I sell a spiritual product without being sleazy or salesy? It's a tongue twister. Here's what I'd say, even though, regardless if it's a spiritual product or not, selling requires belief in what you're selling. So for example, a lot of the times, and I'm one of them, I've been in programs, I've been in courses where they sell, say, sell your product or program at this price point. You know, if you've been in a coaching program or a group coaching program, they say to sell it at this price point. They tell you to sell a particular service because I mean, they don't, no one forces you, but you know, they guide you in that direction. And one of the main reasons why I find that it doesn't work is because people don't believe in the product or the service. And what I mean by believe is they don't believe it's good enough for them. Therefore that comes across in the sales conversation at an unconscious, unconscious level. So whether you sell a spiritual product or whether you sell a pen or a paper, you sell um, an ironing board. It's regardless. You've got to believe in your product. In fact, I was listening to Mark Cuban and he was saying that, you know, a lot of people ask him, you know, at what point should you walk away from having your own thing and selling it? At what point should you just keep going and just overcome whatever stuff is coming at you and it's not working out? And he said, the moment you should let go is the moment you don't believe in your product. Because the moment you don't believe it's good enough, it's enough, it's worthy, it adds value, then no amount of marketing, nothing you can do, no amount of coaching you can do is going to help you allow that product to grow in the market and to be of value to someone. So the time you should quit is the time when you stop believing. Because at that point, no matter how much you try and do anything tactical, strategic, it's not going to work because you don't believe in it. And so it's not about you know, psyching yourself up to believe in it either, you know, not saying incantations and saying positive words and phrases so that you can get yourself to believe. Belief comes with knowing that truly what you have is going to add value at the price point that you're asking for it. And that, I mean, how do you even assess that? Well, you look at market, you look at what other people are selling similar, something similar that you're selling. You look at, um, what you can bear in terms of your costs to create that product or service and what it would take to sell that with a profit margin. And by looking at those things, that's how you can get to a price point. But being sleazy, sleaze lazy, uh, being sleazy or salesy really comes from a disbelief or an inability to know that your product is of worth. A lot of the biggest salespeople that I've spoken about is the moment someone doesn't believe in your product, then you should leave that conversation right now and stop trying to convince anyone. Because the time it takes me to try to convince this person, the two, three other people that could have spoken to who would have been interested, wanted to purchase your product or service, you're letting them go. And therefore, you're wasting time. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about how he went from New York to Chicago, went to a, a meeting, started the presentation, and then within 10 minutes of him speaking, he wrapped up the meeting and said, I know they weren't going to buy, so I just left. Whereas someone else would have stuck out the presentation, finished it, completed it, gone there for 30 minutes, an hour, and even though he spent the time, the money, the resources to make that presentation, and yet he knew they weren't interested, they had disengaged, and therefore he left. And so sleazy and finding tactics and 
you know, a, pro a great product will be able to speak to the consumer's needs. Obviously, you need to tell people, like called marketing, and obviously you need to ask people, do you want to buy it? That's called selling. But these things of how to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, be anything other than genuine about the value that your product adds and the difference it will make to the consumer who purchases it, that comes naturally. If they can't see that, you need to move on. No matter what tactic or strategy is going to work. Uh, and that's what we mean by sleazy and uh, salesy is that, you know, you're trying to coerce someone, trying to say the right word, you're trying to, you know, do some psychological, you know, NLP kind of stuff. And you can do all of that. But at the end of the day, if the product or service ain't that good, it's not going to make a difference. You can NLP all you want, neuro-linguistic programming. You can do a psychological analysis. You can pick the right words, wear the right shade of color. You can do all that jazz. But at the end of the day, you have to stand by your product. And if you don't believe it, in your core, in your heart, in your ability to stand before God and say, I believe in my product, that this can make a difference, that every other strategy and tactic is going to become very whimsical, tactical, short-term, uh, and just going to exhaust you from trying to convince, especially if you're not the kind of person that likes selling, especially if you're the kind of person that doesn't like um, asking for the sale. It's got to come naturally. I mean, if I look at people like um, Sarah Blakely, Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, you know, she went to a meeting with one of the big manufacturers or shopping complexes, something like that in America when she first started Spanx. And she was explaining it to them and she could see that they had checked out. There was a man and a woman in the room in the meeting who were the buyers for this uh, company. And she was explaining Spanx and how it worked and the benefit. And she knew they checked out. And so she said to the lady, can you just come with me for two minutes into the bathroom? I promise this is not weird. And this is a true story. So she takes the lady into the bathroom because there was only a, a man and a woman in that meeting. She takes the lady and she showed her how she wore pants without Spanx. Like, you know, she put her pants, like she, her pants were on and then there's no Spanx. And then she went into the cubicle, put the Spanx on, put her pants on and then showed it to the lady. And she, the lady could now see the difference. And the lady was instantly said, yeah, I can see, I can see where you're coming from. And that was the biggest order that Sarah Blakely got when she first started out. And that's how it all kind of built the momentum. And see, that's the, the genuine thing. Sarah Blakely was very good at sales before she started uh, Spanx. I mean, she was in sales. Selling is a huge and remarkable skill that we all need if we want to do well working for ourselves or working for someone else to sell an idea, a project to a manager. And the moment someone checks out, you need to know that if they don't believe in it, number one, do you believe in it? And number two, if the other person doesn't and they don't believe they can help them, then you need to leave that. That takes away all the sleazy, salesy feeling. Sleazy and salesy comes when you're pushing and you're convincing and you're trying and you that's salesy and pushing. But the way that uh, Sarah Blakely overcame the objection of, I don't know what this is on about, she took the lady and showed her because she was a female and this... Spanx was specifically for females and their dress code and how it would help them dress better. Um, she was able to communicate that by overcoming the objection. It wasn't a verbal objection. It was a body language objections. And then Sarah Blakely read that, took the lady to the bathroom, said, look, here, let me show it to you. Showed it and it was an instant buyer straight away. And so that's how you overcome being sleazy or being salesy. Why, when you're trying to push, when you're trying to coerce, when you're trying to twist someone's arm, figure of speech, 
and get them to buy versus I believe in it. Here's the, here's the value, here's the difference it can make for someone. And if they still don't get it, can you demonstrate it? And if they still don't get it, then you would have left and moved on. Uh, and that just goes on and on. And in fact, I've used this as an example before. The lady who wrote the book, Molly's Game, and it's been made into a movie, Molly's Game. She had pan-picked which writer, director she wanted to write the screenplay to her book. And she was asking everyone if they knew this writer, director, because I mean, she didn't know him and she couldn't get access to him. But she somehow was just keep asking people, kept asking people, kept on to get a meeting. Finally, someone said, yeah, you've got like about 30 minutes of the meeting. She got it. And that was her moment to explain the story of Molly's story to explain and ask him for the sale, would you like to write it? In other words, write the screenplay to the, her book. And someone asked her in an interview, what if he had said no? And she said, if he had said no, I would have gone to someone else. And that's the key skill of any person who wants to turn a passion into a profession, knowing when to just stop and knowing when to move forward. And it comes from the belief in your product to the core, Do it, does it make the difference and does it add value to someone else? Can you demonstrate that value? And if they still aren't in, interested, that's when you move on. And that's how you differentiate it. So whether you're selling a spiritual product, whether you're selling a hard product, a soft product, it's irrelevant. Salesy and sleazy can happen at any level. Salesy and sleazy can happen with any type of product or service. The most important thing is to be integrity with what you believe, what your product can difference it can make. And from then you move forward. And that's how you go. So that's my A to that Q. It was a great question. I think it's brilliant. Um, selling is a huge importance. Any company that exists in the world, an HR company, an accounting company only exists because somebody is making a sale. Even though it's an HR company, even though it's a law firm, even though it's a dental clinic, the only reason why the dental clinic, the law firm, the physio practice exists is because somebody is making a sale. There would be no lawyers, there would be no accountants, there would be no HR, there would be no project managers if there wasn't someone on the ground making sales. Sales is a huge, huge part of any passion to profession process. It's part of anything that you want to get up and running. And that sales skills is an asset that you will always use time and time again, whether you work for yourself or you work for someone else or you freelance. It's irrelevant. The selling, the skill of selling is one that if you can give time and attention to it and pay attention to yourself, self-awareness and pay attention to what's happening around you as the conversation is happening, you will have a superpower. And that superpower is selling. Uh, because when there's a sale, there are jobs being created. When there is a sale, there are people being paid. When there is a sale, passions turn into a profession. When there is a sale, differences are made because now you can take that revenue and add to your favorite charity, to your favorite volunteer, add to your social enterprise, add to your own business. It's whatever you want to do with it. But it all starts from a single sale, then another, then another, then another. So learning how to sell and figuring out who you are in that process so you're not umming and ahhing and getting uncomfortable is your biggest asset when turning a passion to a profession because you might need to sell your manuscript to a publisher. You might need to sell your idea to a project manager. You might need to sell yourself at an interview to get that land, that great job that you want. It's all a skill of selling. And to know that, to understand that, to implement that is the greatest level of superpower you can give yourself. And it's just about paying attention to those two things. So I hope that's answered your question. Thank you so much for it. 
my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together let's unbox it. Thank you so much and God bless.